0: Your presentation welcome back to another untitled tiff review i am one of your hosts matt Rohrbeck alongside he's allergic to tomatoes but he is tomato meter approved eric merchant matt it's day three of the film <laughs> festival uh, cut My
1: Thumb uh, <laughs> yeah. during a uh, press junket for Causeway, uh, which we'll have a review for once the embargo lifts. As well as that interview that you did. Yes, yes. Um, so that will be exciting. I'll also talk about a little thing that happened I think maybe in the wrap-up in the, at the <laughs> yeah. end of the show, just to save Pretty it. a
0: wild morning, but we'll save that stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it, and it was my first interview in, in three years with the director, uh, Leah. In person. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and Neunberg. Um, so it went it went well but you know like you have that trepidation going in where mm-hmm. you know you haven't done something in person for a long time right. and you just kind of just feel like, like this
0: festival as a whole really
1: yeah the social interaction you know is 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 not as
0: secondhand as it used to be right uh, but we'll get to that at another time. Today we are reviewing Nicholas Stoller's Bros starring Billy Eichner and many more but he also Billy Eichner co-wrote the film as well and stars in it so it is and we'll get into it but very much his movie it yes. feels like but uh how are you i guess you already kind of went over at me how are you man i'm i'm good you know i feel good you know, only got home at like one thirty a.m last yeah. night 2 a.m and was starving we ate like uh basically just a hot dog and then that was it yesterday i had a hot dog and fries during uh roost yeah um of course it's and then everything went downhill from there uh when it food wise at least and movie wise
1: too let's be real with roost
0: um, yeah with roost at least but oh, well, that's another another day but uh yes we attended the world premiere of bros last night let's get into it um Eric, you kick it off.
1: Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, this is a film that stars and is co-written by Billy Eichner who uh, plays Bobby Lieber, um, a very proud and out gay man living in New York and living uh, his best single life, um, as he says in the uh, opening prologue of, of the film, kind of setting up the tone of the movie, which if you've seen you know, a Judd Apatow movie or a Nicholas Stoller, film you know from the director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall or again like you know the way that Apatow works with a lot of comedians yeah when they're trying to tailor their own kind of showcase role um you become familiar with the beats. You have a very sweet, raunchy rom-com that is the first official R-rated studio, uh, R-rated gay rom-com. So um, with that, you know, there's expectations to, you know, deliver something that is both going to be accessible to a mainstream audience, but also specific to the LGBTQ plus community. And with that, I think you get a pretty good um, enjoyable movie that maybe isn't as funny as you would hope it would be but still has enough poignancy mm-hmm. and a really part, good performance yeah. from uh, Billy Eichner in, in the lead role as kind of more of a heightened version of, of himself. himself. Yeah,
0: I think that's why if you can seems- believe a more heightened version yeah. of himself
1: <laughs> um, but he, he there's, there's moments in the film where he has a couple of monologues that aren't necessarily just about, you know his social political causes either, yeah. or, you know, history's eraser of, you know, uh, gay icons and activists throughout the ages, but also just very much about vulnerabilities and putting yourself out there, you know, on the dating scene and being a little bit older as well mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, not wanting to get yourself hurt emotionally. And, you know, there's a sequence in a club where he meets... Um, you know your classic bro type guy, uh, Aaron, played by uh, Luke McFarland, who's Canadian. One of the most handsome men I've ever very seen. Very <laughs> handsome gentleman. Um, you know they make jokes about him being kind of almost like a Tom Brady knockoff, yeah. and um, also, but but also very charismatic. Like yeah, he's he's so well cast in that kind of like he has the look of like your classic like high school jock who peaked at that point and maybe mm-hmm. he kind of didn't go on to have that career that. He wanted, and and you see him, you know, in this movie as kind of a lawyer who kind of subjugates wills, and you know is hating his life and hates, you know, both having to kind of hide certain aspects or be a little uncomfortable with who he is compared uh, to Billy Eichner's Bobby character, and so you know, like it's it's a nice kind of balance between the two as they kind of navigate this relationship mm-hmm. and what the, the relationship great. is because yeah. it's not. A heterosexual comedy, so yeah. it's not going to play by those rules, and it tries to break out of that. And you know, again, a lot the majority of the cast, if all of the cast are on, yeah, you know, the LGBTQ
0: plus sort of community, and embracing that I think Other is really than some wonderful of the cameos as well. And stuff like yeah, although like main roles and secondary roles, I believe, were played by uh, people in that community. Yeah, I- I'm mostly with you, man. Like, um, I think, uh, at its best, it's when Billy Eichner it feels very personal to Billy Eichner where oh we're recording what's up what's up what's up we're saying hi to our Elevation friends Um, uh, when it feels the most personal to Billy I feel like is when the movie is at its best and I think when it feels the most Nicholas Stoller I think the movie is at its worst and then that's what I, I was kind of fighting with throughout the whole thing like I, I, I really love those monologues you talked about there's a great one on confidence uh, yeah on confidence uh, on a beach in in uh, P-Town what's it yeah, called yeah Provincetown yeah Provincetown um, Billy Eichner delivers this fantastic meta monologue that feels both um, true to his character in the movie but also just true to life and and how important this movie feels like being the first studio gay rom-com like feels like you know treated just as seriously as any of nicholas stoller's other you know big raunchy r-rated uh comedies and things like that so like and and there are i think when the movie gets into those moments and feels like at its most personal i I really really enjoyed it and um like you said eichner's playing a a heightened version of himself that's why i think he's he's very good because yeah it feels very natural to him um and uh uh, the comedy for me was the thing that I kept going back and forth on. There are some great jokes, and uh, in a rom com, and especially a, a comedy coming from the guy who you know, made Forgetting Sarah Marshall and you Get Him to the Greek uh, is is fine. But um, Neighbors I actually really like as well. But yeah. like, um, it was a hit or miss for me, and which I feel like you know a lot of studio comedies are like that, and it's either going to land with you or it's not. And I, I, we talk about this a lot on our shows that I feel like comedies. I feel like, yeah, and a lot of movies you can argue, here's why it's good or bad. I think comedies are the one that are the most subjective, where it's just like everyone has a different sense of humor and not everything's gonna land with everyone, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie. So, um, a lot of the humor didn't particularly land with me, Um, but there are some great bits we talked a lot about whenever it kind of jabs at Hollywood and how it's treated the LGBTQ plus community and like as recently as
1: 2009 with The Hangover like it takes (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody The Hangover um, Dear Evan Hansen to task which is also ironic because Dear Evan Hansen was the (laughs) universal movie that played that opened the festival last year so universal
0: allowing them to do that is pretty funny yeah it Um, it
1: spares no one and and what I also like about Billy Eichner is that you can tell he is a movie lover like he's a guy that you know even though he he makes a lot of really pointed arguments that are are, are legit, um, he still loves watching movies embracing film and like it's a part of his life and then you know the other part of it that we haven't really mentioned in terms of like I guess the main plot on top of the relationship and navigating the dating scene um, is that he is trying to open up this LGBTq plus uh, National Museum in New York and sort of you know him with the board members kind of again trying to figure out how to get the remaining donations that they need and also um, just, you know, figure out what they're going to do with the last wing. And, yeah. and, and there's, there, there's an interesting conversation, you know, with how... You know the community has been betrayed in both film and documentaries and television, and just in general with like you know is it always about suffering, right? You know is it always about tragedy? Why can't it be something that is you know positive and proactive and not just simply you know misery in order to uh, you know emote a feeling from um, Mm -hmm. you know the 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 heteronormative world? Yeah, even
0: though that's a lot of the the history because we've treated that community so shitty over the the history. Or just just (laughs) no. Not, or not even acknowledge them acknowledge at all. all. And I think that's, again, when the movie gets into that stuff, I think it's at its best. And and don't get me wrong, when I said the comedy was hit or miss, I still laughed a hell of a lot at
1: yeah. the movie. And Stoller uh, never gets in the way of Billy Eichner. Like, I think no. that's really important. And, and and it's the same way with, like, Judd Apatow, when Apatow is working with people like, you know, Seth Rogen for Knocked Up or, or Amy Schumer for Trainwreck, yeah. where it's like, it's almost these guys, like you said,
0: a spotlight on that comedian. They kind yeah. of inject themselves into
1: Yeah, because these directors, they let the, the, the voice shine through. Where, you know, I'd say maybe the biggest problem with, with Bros and a lot of Judd Apatow productions in general is that it is too long for what it yeah. is. And, like, it goes on and on and on. But again, with something like this, it kind of works a little bit better in just terms of, like, the monologuing. Yeah. You know, it, it has that flow. But yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right with. The comedy being very hit or miss. Um, I do appreciate that it is very sexual and it's oh, not totally, afraid yeah. to no, you know no, 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 embrace no. you know intimacy and vulnerability. Yeah. You know, with two gay men figuring out whether or not they want to have you know a healthy, happy relationship yeah. together. So there's a there's a lot of things to really like about this movie and even love about this film, and it's just yeah, a I really agree. solid movie. And I so. think very
0: important too, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that kind of yeah. outweighs a lot of the, a lot of the other. Kind of criticisms and things like that. Like, I think this will actually kill, like, for most people, and like, especially for people who, you know, have wanted something like this for so long. And, like, yeah, you get indie films and smaller films and art house movies that, but like, for Universal in a big studio to do this big, kind of broad comedy, and, you know, it does feel broad, even though it's obviously hasn't really ever been done before. Like, it does feel accessible. It does feel broad. Um, It is like a tried and true genre, and it kind of follows the tropes of, uh, uh, While know, even uh, referencing them, yeah, whether it be, exactly, you know, when right? Harry met Sally yeah, or You've Got, got Mail, yeah. which is always
1: seems um, to be like the punching line yeah, or punchline to things now in, um, in a lot of movies when it comes to rom coms. Yeah, and, and
0: it is a rom-com, right, for better or for worse, yeah. right? Because, like, I'm not a huge rom-com guy. Like, I, I think they're the odd one that kind of elevates that genre a little bit. But I understand why people really like them. It is a tried and true genre. And I feel like this kind of sticks to that and is can fall in with any of those movies we mentioned both for the great parts and kind of the not so great parts with like you know the, the classic uh, uh, rom-com stuff of always needing to have a falling out and coming like you know those but the fallout here seems, seems to be
1: a little bit more legitimate than just simply someone cheated on somebody yeah. or someone has second thoughts like it is actually about yeah, who totally. they are as a
0: person absolutely but, but I'm know? just saying it still has it's a lot still, of
1: yeah you still have to you're waiting for that to you're just draw. putting
0: that spin on yeah. it right to make it true to these characters yeah. in this movie but you still have to have that. Like, it still has those, like, make a rom-com for dummies kind of thing. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's no. just, like, you know, that's what they were trying to do, and I think they succeeded with that. So, But it doesn't um, feel
1: as, as contrived as, yeah. say, some rom-coms, where it's like we have to have something that, like, disrupts it, and it sometimes feels a little bit like, okay, well, you know, like, some falling
0: out has to happen, yeah. or maybe one or the meat cute, and things like that. They yeah. put their own spin on all those things, which I think yeah. is great. Um, yeah, I, overall, I, I, I really... I did enjoy it Um, I don't know if I'm like over the moon about it or anything like that but I think I I love that Eichner put his personal kind of touch on the thing and and really kind of I really what really stands out is like uh, uh, the moments at the beginning the middle and the end like his monologues that he kind of has that feels the most personal and then I think centerpieces of the the film yeah and then the broad comedy stuff that seems more because it's co-written by Nicholas Stoller too like I feel like that's the kind of stuff that maybe comes from him that I don't Love as much, and maybe some of the um, structure as yeah. well.
1: Just like in terms of like getting those like beats into like yeah. okay, well, we got to move the plot from A to B, yeah. and you know, you know, like being the romance and sort of how it kind of transpires over a, a short period of time. Totally. And
0: for a guy who's made multiple movies like this before, not necessarily exactly like this, but broad comedies and like, and um, even rom coms like, in a way, or, yeah. or like anti rom coms. Yeah. I mean, forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah. is a sort of you know, a breakup comedy, That's right? Definitely true. Um, so yeah, I, I I did enjoy it. I think it's... Uh, I think people will really, really dig it when it when it comes to theaters, and I'm going to give it a 3.5. I, I liked it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I'm also going to give it a 3.5, and, and I just want to quickly give a shout-out to Amanda Beers, who plays um, Luke McFarland's mom, uh, a grade 2 teacher uh, who... Um, was on Married with Children and also uh, played Amy in the original Fright Night movie. Um, nice to see her again, and, and she's uh, quite that. delightful. A lot of in good cameos, which yeah. a
0: Judd Apatow comedy always has. Yeah. Right? Like some. Better than others, but and some like, also again playing with um, stereotypes, yeah, exactly, right? Like yeah. and sort
1: of like how you know, like certain icons within you know the gay community are yeah. portrayed, and sort of trying to break that down, but also saying like, oh, maybe there is some truth to it. But mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's just a really fascinating sort of piece of, of you know progression that feels more positive than it is about
0: just doom and gloom. You know, yeah. Um, and to be fair, we're both cis white. Straight men, men yeah. so like you know, when I say some of the humor doesn't land with me, it's so like take maybe it with, it's not. With an asterisk yeah, you know, from like, us, I think you know. people in the in the LGBT. Community, there's a lot of jokes in there that are made for that community. Yeah, right? this movie is made for them. Not that it's not made for us either. Like it is a broad comedy, and I mean it's very it's a accessible. Yeah, it's very accessible. But I feel like just like anything that feels like written for you, um, a lot of those jokes I think will land even harder. Right, like yeah. where I'm, not necessarily that I missed something, but it's not necessarily written. know for a cis white straight man no like but again even there's a joke at the beginning that they want him to write something that a straight white guy can take his girlfriend to right and i think which i think like like i remember
1: like billy eichner had been working on this for a while and was trying to pitch it and you can tell that like this is literally every pitch meeting he went through to studios to get this thing made and for it to be as singular in his voice as yeah. it is is an amazing accomplishment. And I don't think it
0: panders to th- that, no. th- those groups. Like no. I think that joke at the beginning says that. And I think it ends up doing that. I think it ends up being accessible in a movie that, you know, I could go with with my wife too, but like I don't think like when studio heads go make that movie, that's not necessarily the movie he made. It just ended up being that way. And And, I think it's great. And shout out to Concave Chests. Yeah, I have little I have a weird like crooked chest kind of thing. Anyways, uh go check out bros when it uh releases in theaters in November No, September, September? the end of September. Is it already that close? guys it's, it's tiff i have no idea when release dates of movies i think are. it is either the um,
1: 23rd or the last week of september
0: uh bros movie i'm uh, you know we just want to give you guys the right information um but thank you all for listening or uh watching we really really do appreciate it september 30th yeah eric's yeah. right i'm wrong as always. Uh, I'm surprised I'm right today. So. Automotive industry. <laughs> automotive <laughs> industry. Um, Burlington. You're in the right spot. Uh, Untitled Movie Reviews. Uh, all of TIFF will have, you know, we started with 30-plus reviews. Maybe it'll be 20-plus reviews. Maybe it'll be 25. We'll see. Um, we'll also do
1: a roundup at the end of the festival yeah. as well. And and so, you know, there will, there's going to be plenty of content, but we're just making sure that we're getting stuff out either after we've seen it so it yeah. coincides with the premieres, premieres or so the embargo yeah. lifts because, you know, we're under that obligation and we, yeah. we respect But you should get two that, to so. three
0: reviews per day for yeah. the next kind of week and a half. So uh, we have reviews up right now. Uh, for uh, I like movies, I like movies uh, which was just, just posted, recently yeah. published.
1: Uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yeah. Uh, the Swimmers. Yeah. Um, we also, as you're probably listening to this, uh, a review for Clint Virgo's um, brother. Yeah. So that'll be another one, and then you can also stay tuned. That we'll have reviews for uh, Steven Spielberg's The Fablement and Brian uh, Johnson's Glass Onion. Yeah. A Knives wow. Out mystery.
0: Uh, I'm at that point of the festival already, where I'm like, what have I seen?
1: Right. Right. Well, also uh, with a lot of the stuff that we did pre-screen, women we talking
0: and other things. Yeah, like and, that and too. again, we'll have that stuff released when you know the, the public premieres screening happen. Pub, yeah. The
1: premieres have happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Untitled underscore movies over on Letterbox is probably your best one-stop shop if you want the audio ver- uh, versions over there. Go to the reviews if you want the video versions, which our audio versions during the festival they're up there too so uh thank you all again as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work uh around the internet uh mostly on TitleMoviePodcast.com. podcast.com follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck.
1: and i'm eric Marchin, you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com size cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 and until next time Fuck bohemian rhapsody <laughs>